Hello friends, welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Brad and I serve Hillside Church as the lead pastor. We're so glad to be able to share God's word with you in this way. God has so much in store for you and for your life. And one of the ways God works in our lives is through the study of his word, like the message you're about to hear. Our prayer for you is that as you share in this message, if it's me preaching or if it's someone else, is that God's word would minister to your heart and life in a most powerful way. Thanks again for being part of our church family. God bless you. This week, um, we're going to continue to look at this the story. We've watched the story of Noah build through the last couple of weeks. As we, we, we began by looking at one of the most heartbreaking verses in all of Scripture. Back when we began this whole, whole look, as God looked at his creation and he looked at what he had made, and he said this, he said, For I regret that I've made them. This heartbreaking moment where, where God created everything in his image. And, and he said, it was good. And now he looks and it's not good. And he looks and he says, I regret that I've made them. That is except for one man. A, a man named Noah. As he looked at all of humanity, he, he found one person. And he says this, but Noah found favor in the eyes of God. He looked and, and that was, he found one, one person. And God looks to use Noah and his family as a way to continue forward with his creation while starting fresh over. One thing is, one, one, if you look at the pattern of, of God and his judgment throughout the Bible... Whatever the judgment is, and no matter how severe the judgment was, whoever it was on, when it came to his children, God always had a remnant. There was always some that were saved to continue. And so Noah is that remnant. And God looks to start fresh with Noah and his family. And he says to him in verse 13, So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm, I'm surely going to dis destroy them and the earth. So make yourself an ark. Make for yourself a, a boat to survive this storm. <clears throat> but not just a boat for him. Not just a boat for his family. But for untold amounts of animals. Verse 19, you're to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. And so Noah goes about doing all of this. And last week, we left off with Noah and his family on the ark. The animals were brought and the rain had started to fall. And that's where we pick up the account today in verse 17 of, of Genesis chapter 7. So that's, that's where we're going to start today is verse 17. And we're going to go right through to the end of the chapter. Verse 17 says this. For 40 days, the flood kept coming. On the earth and the waters increased. They lifted the ark high above the earth. Now, I want to pause here for a moment. I know I said we're going to read to the end, but I want to stop here just for, for a moment to reflect on what this must have been like. This is the part of the story 
in when we tell this story to kids that we just say, oh, the rain came down and the floods came up. But we kind of just jump to the part where Noah and the, the boat are just sitting on the top of the water. Because the, these 40 days were not just a period of time where, where they calmly floated on top of the world. It was a full-on rainstorm, unrelenting water, flooding, disaster. And if you stop and think for a moment and try to imagine what was actually happening as, as the rain kept coming and the waters rose, there must have been unbelievable amounts of chaos. Unbelievable amounts of panic. Heartbreak and destruction in every direction. As, as Noah and his, his family sat inside the ark and they could hear the like thunder of the rain coming down. But knowing what's going on all around them and as they can feel inside the ark, the boat beginning to lift up off the ground as it can feel that sort of sea legs and all of that. Knowing what has to be happening in the world around them. Maybe, maybe some of what was disappearing maybe had filled them with, with a sense of relief. As, as maybe they saw some of the things that they, they wanted to forget. That, that they held on to the evil and the wickedness of this world is being washed away. And, and they can hold on to that as, as at least a little bit of comfort in what's taking place. But there would have been so much more that they would have had to have had watch, have watched be washed away by the flood. There were friends. There were memories. There were homes. There were places meaningful things, things that would have given their life joy, things, things that would have filled their hearts with love, things that they would have wanted to hold on to, things that, that would have been devastating to know. Those aren't going to be there anymore. When we come out of this boat, we don't know what we're coming out to, but whatever we come out to, it's going to be a different world now. When, uh, when we moved uh, this, the, a few months ago, um, Yvonne and I moved out of the first house we ever owned. And I was amazed how emotional I was about it. I had no idea I had such emotions attached to the house that we lived in. No clue. Until we were driving away from our house with one of the last loads. And I started to cry. And I was like, what is this? 
it's a house. But all, all of a sudden it was like, this is where my kids learn to walk. This is like where my kids learn. Like all three of our kids were born. This is where I really learned how to be a dad and a husband and a father. And this is where, so, all, ooh. I'm not particularly a super emotional guy, but I was just like crying because we were moving. And we made the choice to move. We look, this is the right, and it was the right. But like, so for, for Noah and for his family, they're, they're in this boat, and, and their first home is getting destroyed. The place where their kids grew up, destroyed. All their friends, all their kids' friends are going to be gone. All their friends are going to, the, the, their whole world is collapsing around them. Life as Noah knew it was no longer going to exist. All the good, all the bad, all the terrible. Now, I know this sounds awful. But here's the thing that that we need to see and to hold on to when we go through seasons like this. See, See, whether it's 40 days of rain, like Noah experienced... Or 40 years in the desert, like the Israelites experienced in in Exodus, where where they all had to die before they could enter into the promised land. When you're walking through times like this, whether it's 40 days, 40 years, or whatever it is for you, it can feel like its own eternity. But every time God allows us to walk through a season like this, we need to hold on to the same things that Noah would have had to hold on to. To to trust and believe that God is, is somehow good. And to trust and believe that God is somehow going to use this. As Noah watched everything around him die, as heartbreaking as that must have been for him, it was the only way for God to lead him and the world into a better new place. That if God could have done something else, God would have done something else. But God said, this is what I have to do. Noah had to endure all of this. He wasn't immune from it. That God didn't turn his heart to stone so that he didn't care. He wasn't detached from it. But he had to walk through this season in order to be on the other side of it one day. So today, be encouraged. However difficult the season you find yourself in, maybe, maybe you're on day three of, day, of 40. Maybe you're on day 36 of 40, and you're just done. However difficult the season you find yourself in, what God has on the other side of this 
doesn't make going through that season any easier or simpler. But we do have a promise that God is working in even the most difficult moments of our lives to see us through to the other side. And when we reach the other side, he will be faithful to to take that difficult season and, and have it be more than just, well, you made it through. He will use even the hardest moments in our lives and do something to redeem them and and use them to help shape our future in a way we never would have thought possible even as we moved through those difficult seasons. So let's go back back to our story. Verse, Verse 18. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth and the ark floated on the the surface of the water. They they rose greatly on the earth, and all the high mountains under the entire heavens were covered. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits. It's about 22 feet. Every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarmed over the earth, and all mankind Everything on dry land that had breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and creatures that moved along the ground and the birds were wiped out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. So God keeps his word. He does everything that he said he was going to do. We don't, we don't need to look any further than the, what we just read as the unthinkable is unleashed upon the earth. Now, think about this, this just for a moment. Up until this point of time, Every inhabitant on earth, everybody who is alive, everybody who is living, likely viewed life the same way we tend to view it today. Ongoing. That after today will come tomorrow, and before today it was yesterday, and tomorrow will probably be a day that, well, in some ways will look a whole lot like today, you may not come to church, but you might have to get up and go somewhere still tomorrow and go to work, or, or maybe, maybe not. Maybe you'll be at home, but, but if it doesn't look a whole lot like today, it might look a whole lot like last Monday. Hopefully not. Last Monday we had a snowstorm. But life just continues. But how would it have been to, to imagine what, what your life would be like if everything just came to a full stop. The, the bustle of the marketplace, the predictable transition of the seasons, all, all the minute details of daily life that, that convey unbroken continuity, continuity. Imagine all the things you take for granted in life coming to a complete stop. It's somewhat unthinkable, isn't it? 
This, this whole idea that, that everything that makes up our life and makes up who we are and what we do, if all of a sudden it just ended. And yet, it happened. Just like God said he was going to do. And, and this teaches us, this gives us an important lesson, an important insight that, that should serve as a foundation for our lives. God keeps his word. That when God says, this is what I will do, that is what he will do. No matter how improbable, impractical, or inconceivable it might seem. But what we don't need to take away from this is that that's, that's extra applicable to God's wrath and judgment. That somehow because that's what we're looking at, well, that must mean that that's what we're talking about. Because we also see in this that it applies to his mercy and compassion towards his people. Notice how God kept his word in the flood. But also notice how God kept his word as the story continues. We read... Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. Just as God said he would cover the earth in the flood waters of judgment, he also said, I will save Noah and save his family. And he did. Let's, let's not move from beyond this point without considering the miracle that this was. We, we talked at great length a couple weeks ago about how Noah wasn't a shipbuilder. How no one was a shipbuilder. And yet he built a boat that survived this storm. An event that destroyed absolutely everything, which lasted for 150 days. And Noah and his family were kept safe from the beginning through to the end. The enormity of God's wrath on the earth did not negate his promise to Noah. In hindsight, it's, it's easy for us to just read past these verses be, because we can tend to be overly familiar with the story. Well, we know Noah survived. We, we know that. We, we know how the story goes. We're going to talk about a rainbow soon. But, but let the facts sink in. God promised to do something that the world had never seen before and hasn't seen since. The unprecedented size and scale and scope of this flood. Earthly expectations, understanding and limitations. None of it could alter the reality that God declared something. And at the end of the day, that's all that really mattered. It didn't matter how impossible it was for there to be a flood. And it didn't matter how impossible it was that Noah would survive that flood. Because God said it, 
That's what matters. So now let's, let's take this and apply it to, to our lives. What, what promise has God made to you today? Is it something as unfathomable to understand as rain to people who've never seen rain? Is it as unfathomable to understand as a flood to people who've never seen a flood? Do, do the odds seem as stacked against it as this single family being saved when everything else dies? Are you on the brink of disbelief? Just know this. The power of God's promise is greater than whatever it is that could make you question it. God keeps his word no matter what. And I want to close our time together today with, with reading verse 1 of chapter 8. This is another place where, where the story begins to change, or at least even the first part of verse 1 of chapter 8. But God remembered Noah. Sometimes when we're waiting for a long unanswered prayer, a long standing prayer, we begin to wonder why God hasn't responded. And sometimes we can feel like maybe in everything that's going on, God's forgotten us. God forgot me. This obedient servant of God spent a hundred years building an ark before it even started raining. Then he listened as the rain fell for 40 days and 40 nights. Patiently, Noah waited another 150 days with expectation. Then on what would be day 197 of this whatever journey, the Genesis account says, then God remembered Noah. Now the word remembered in this context doesn't imply God forgot about Noah or that he had something else going on and it slipped his mind. We've all, we've all done that where you put something on the stove to make for dinner and then you, you go to watch the rest of your show and you forget that you have the stuff on dinner and you, hmm, something smells weird. and Oh, oh no! And you go and, you, and like now you've got to start making dinner again because you, you burnt what you were making. That it wasn't somehow that, that no, God had like started watching something on Netflix because he's God, so he would have had Netflix back then. He exists outside of time. Um, but it's not that he had started watching something on Netflix and was like, oh, Noah, shoot, oh, well, what's going on? I better go back and check and see what happened. And, and ran back. I hope they're still alive. Wow, he can build a good boat. Like, you know, it, it wasn't that kind of, oh, I forgot about them. I, I need to go back. The word remembered in this context doesn't imply that God forgot about Noah or, or that he had slipped his mind. 
But rather, when it says that God remembered Noah, it means that God's timing had been fulfilled. That, that the amount, God, God, God saw that the time had come for the next part of the story. It was time for God to step back into the story. It wasn't that he had forgotten, but rather God's time had come. If, if you're surrounded by a flood of confusing circumstances today, I, I want to invite you to trust that God hasn't forgotten you. He, he will deliver you from the rising waters of affliction. Just as he made the wind pass over the waters to miraculously still the waves surrounding Noah, his spirit will rescue you and bring redemption to you. Your God remembers you. And as we've walked through this incredibly difficult journey that Noah would have had to take to get to this point, take this away today. Your God remembers you and he will always show up to carry you through just as he promised. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I thank you <clears throat> that we don't somehow slip your mind. I thank you that, that we don't somehow miss out on who you are. God, I thank you that, that even when we live inside of the rising floodwaters, even as we live inside of the storm, even as, as the world around us is chaos and dark, God, I, even in our most difficult, most unfathomable moments, God, I thank you that you haven't forgotten. And God, I pray that as we walk through our lives and as we come to these times and these seasons where, where Noah's time in the ark feels so tangible to us, as things are hard and things are difficult and we find ourselves in places we never thought we'd be, never find ourselves in places we never wanted to be, God, as things are hard, God, may we know that you have not forgotten us. And God, I pray for each one here today that maybe finds themselves in that place even right now, confused, alone, not being able to understand the story that their life is telling, not being able to say, oh, look at the goodness of God in my life right now. God, I pray for each one that would say that's where they find themselves today. In the name of Jesus, I just pray that you would show them even right now that you haven't forgotten them. That you love them. That you're there for them. That you're watching over them. Protecting them. Walking with them. Touching their hearts and their lives. Carrying them through this season each step along the way. You're not calling to them from the end of the season saying, come on. You're with them in the middle of the season, carrying them through. And God, I pray 
that, that in the name of Jesus, we, we would find rest for our souls. We would find peace for our storms. And we would find an end to our conflict. And God, I just pray that you would bless those who are needing a touch from you this morning. God, your word will tell us that after we've walked through the valley of the shadow of death, that you will make us lie down in green pastures. And God, I pray for those here today who need to lay down in green pastures. God, for those who need the Lord to remember them. God, today, would you find a way, would you work in their lives and their hearts and their spirits and their souls to allow them to lay down in green pastures that they would be able to recover from the storm. God, I thank you that you don't abandon us in the storm. I thank you that you carry us through the storm. And God, I thank you that you'll heal us from the storm. And so God, I pray that that would be true for all of those who need that this morning. Jesus, I'm so grateful for your faithfulness in our lives. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Rain, rain on my face. Hasn't stopped. Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family. And that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca. Or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on our pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family, we go. Downpour on my soul Splashing in the ocean I'm losing control Dark sky all around Can't feel my feet touching the ground But if I can't swim out the pool
drown.